This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. And welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo Irirangi Onatangata O Manawatu for another Tuesday night. This is the voice of reason, Semi G, here in the studio. Uh, we do not have a ray gun this week, but joining me via internet magical magicalness, I do have uh, the super gun himself. He is still the uh, unified uh, Aftershock Heavyweight Champion. Mr. CPW, JK47. Good save, buddy. Good save. <laughs> Just about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, pleasure to be here as always. You know, I'm the dependable one on the um, on the gun cabinet, on the super guns anyway. Ryan Zero is pretty, pretty dependable kind of lad. So, you know, it's a tie for me and him. They're the most dependable in the gun cabinet. But, yeah. I know he wants More to. about them later in the show. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, here to talk all things wrestling after a nice two-week break. Uh, unfortunately, I did miss a uh, show over the weekend, but I'm going to follow Jay's lead, and we're going to talk about CPW's Nowhere to Run. Let's try that again uh, from Apuni, or as we like to call it, the CPW Arena. Yes, yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to express my dissatisfaction that Bronson Reed has been kicked out of NXT. Yes. Don't Rock will take over the wrestling world. And yeah, before I say anything about any other wrestling, that is what I have to say to the world. That sorry, Vince, Paul, Stephanie, whoever made that dumb boneheaded decision, you just got rid of the greatest super heavyweight on the planet. So and Jonah, hit me up, I'll book you. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure CPW's lawyers are drawing up contracts as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might might be a slight pay cut, but, you know, hey, we'll work it out. Just yeah. not as many zeros as he's used to. Yeah. Well, they are they're the same amount of zeros, just that they're a front. They're at the front rather than <laughs> the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sign into a six-figure deal, no problem, as long as the first five figures are zero. You know, it's, it's fine. But, yeah. No, we did have a show, and now I've had my bit of a rant, and it's a bloody great show. Yeah? Good crowd um, from what I saw. It was a very, very good crowd, a very hot crowd, a passionate, uh, loving crowd, as the CPW fans always are. Um, but there was, yeah, there was, there was something special about that, you know? Um, yeah, the, the fact that I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was probably it, you know? That, you know, we probably would have been over capacity if you had been there because, I said, you know, the Sammy G fans would have been there. Um, a lot of people actually left when they found out Sammy G was not in attendance. So, you what? Know, yeah. We would have had, you know, 350, 400 people. Easy. If um, you had been there. So. But, bad. you know, we just, we just had to, you know, just make do with the sellout crowd that we had there. So, But, no. Yes, it was a really, really... Cool night, I think. Um, yeah, all the matches are really, really good. And I know I say that about every match. Um, but the thing that's impressing me, and 
um, the most, and this is a very broad statement over everybody in the CPW roster, is they're all, they've all kicked into that next gear and they're all bringing their A game every time they come out. Um, they showed it at the at the Panhead show. Um, you know, all the matches were great there, but my favourite match of the night was the Battle Royal and it's not very often you say a Battle Royal was the match of the night. Um there was a whole bunch of people in there that have found their groove and are starting to put on some really awesome matches. Um, and the characters are really coming along and just everything's meshing well. It's great. Um, so we'll get into some matches. It's, uh, we, um, I've seen had, bits um, and pieces of the show, just for full disclosure. Yes. Yep. I've seen bits and pieces of it as well. We started the night, night out with the most crappiest the net ring announcer ever. Um, yeah, some, some, some guy looked like he was like 60, you know, walking in a big beer gut, walking out to the ring, yeah, um, fumbling his way through. No, that was, well, that was me anyway. Um, I filled in because, um, Mrs. Dunn couldn't make it as well, so, um, never could blare the flare roads. Sammy G couldn't be there, so what do you do? You, you just go straight to the bottom and just pick that random guy in the corner. That was me. We were um, Spartan, no, I, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think you would have been there because it was, was a pony, but, you know, hey, you never know. <laughs> um, I love you, Spartan. No, um, yeah, no, I, I made my ring announcer debut. I thought that was it. It was, it was fun. Once I got through the first couple, the nerves went away. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, towards the end, I was even doing the big Michael Buffer type stuff. As long as you didn't uh, use his line, you've just saved yourself a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, no, well, we had the, the first match was um, Tane Tukaha versus Kurt the Person McPherson, representing the young Mets. Um, uncharacteristically, um, the person, McPherson it is, he, um, he grabbed the mic um, and he was accompanied to the ring by you know, the divine hide muscle himself, Tim Warren. And and basically said that you know, Tim Warren was was screwed at the the Panhead show and he should have been in the, the four way and and he wanted to challenge Bryant. Um, now Bryant was scheduled to be at the show that night but um, wasn't in a match. Um, but he said, yeah, that, that basically Tim Warren deserved the shot. <clears throat> um, and and I you know using the the interim GM sort of powers that was bestowed on me. Um, I, I, I took that into consideration, but more on that later. Um, but yeah, Tane came out and hadn't seen the guy for a little while. Um, he came back and yeah, ever since the pan, like, I don't know what it is. It's just since the Panhead show, everybody sort of stepped up a bit, which is great. Um, but yeah, Tane came out and it was actually a really, really great match. Those two guys, for, you know, the limited ring experience both of them had, um, they've got massive amounts of potential. Um, the crowd were firmly behind Tane Tukaha um, and firmly against uh, the young man. So, mate, it uh, always works well. Um, but both of them, their athletic moves were, were incredible. Um, the um, Yeah, the there was one point there where the person went for a... Uh, was, it was kind of looking like a Canadian destroyer off the second rope. 
but was caught by Tukaha. It's quickly spun around into a spine buster, which was pretty damn sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was sort of a bit, bit of back and forth with Tim Warren that was at ringside as well. And, um, well, Tim Warren actually got ejected by the ref. Um, good call on the ref's part. Um, we've all seen what, what Tim Warren will do if he's out there, given the opportunity. Um that's what he's paid for. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. He's a hired muscle. Um, but, yeah, Tane Tukaha ended up scoring the thing, um, and that was well-deserved. Um, I challenge anybody to show me anybody in New Zealand that um, can take as much of a beating as well as Kurt the person. person. Um, yeah, that... It's like... He's, he's like that wiggly bit of spaghetti that you can just bend in shape and put into different ways and tie knots. You never get it on the fork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be one to watch. I like. I, I actually like his in-ring work. So I like both of them. So, yeah. No, no, so congratulations to Tane for that. Um, this was, um, as Tane was walking out, um, the Cuz Makare came out. Coach Cuz, yeah, and and you know, Cuz City was coming to to make an announcement. Um, didn't realise it was going to be quite then, but um, yeah, uh, he came out and nice little greeting between the two on the stage. Um, uh, nice show of respect from the Cuz there. Um, and he he proceeded to grab the mic and um, you know, just basically tell the crowd on what's been going on for the last six months. You know, we haven't seen the Cuz in a CPW ring, and he's just been, been chilling at home. Um, but he's been watching, and he's he's seen what's been going on in CPW, and um, he's not very impressed. He um, he doesn't like the fact that Church and State and uh, who's that other team? I can't remember their name. It's gone from my memory. It's like it's been blacked out. Um, yeah, redacted. That's the one. Yeah, he doesn't like what these, these, these factions are trying to do in CPW, um, and he brought out, well, a kind of familiar face. Um, now, he's probably going to beat the crap out of me for saying his name completely wrong, but... Um, Shall I do it for you? Yes, you can do it for me, and then it saves me getting beaten up. Eruiti. There we go. He looked incredibly like a former son of Odin, um, which he has, has addressed in a... Um, in a promo, um, but yeah, formerly Drax, the you know the one half of the Sons of Odin. You know, he's, he's well, he, he's now back. Um, sort of definitely a bit of change of character, and, and he was incredibly um, surprisingly actually really really comfortable and and really funny on the microphone. Um, when you think, hey, you, you, you're one minute you're a big scary Viking guy that doesn't actually say anything. Just beat you up to this Lots guy that was actually, Yeah, he was he was he was popping the crowd. The crowd was laughing at him and it was it was great. Um but basically in a nutshell, they are sick and tired of everything I've seen going on. And um yeah, they're yeah, they're not just a team, they're not just brothers, they are Bano. So looks like we've got a new stable and um well, at least a new tag team, potentially a stable um, in CPW. 
Um, so, yeah. Look, watch this space. I think this is going to be quite exciting. Um, the Cuz has always been very entertaining and a great in-ring competitor. So, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Hashtag so, watch this space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then next up, we had logical Mister Silver taking on tri- uh, Water Hazard, I believe. The Hazard brothers—they they look surprisingly similar. Sometimes they don't look like anything like themselves, but they look really, really similar to the other Hazard brothers. Um, but yes, no. Water Hazard came out and took on the logical one. Um, that was actually um, quite. That was that was it was it was nice to see logical Mister Silver have a match like that. Um, he he brings well some logic to the ring. Um, there were no wasted movements. There was no flippy dippy stuff. There was just. Logical offense. You say no flippy dippy stuff. We'll get to the ending soon. Uh, oh, yeah. I was talking from him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I think last time we saw uh, logical Mister Silver was Nio. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I believe that too. I think there was in the Gauntlet match. Yeah. But yeah, no, he. Um, he he scored the victory on on, on water hazard, um, yeah. So congratulations to him, I guess. Um, Leaping tornado we'll DDT. What... Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant by the flippy thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I was sort of my mind was a bit of a blur that night. I remember most things, but yeah. No. No. And um, yes, it was an impressive move. I I will give it that. <clears throat> but yeah. So. Can't wait to see what's uh, in the future for the the logical one. Um, he is a problem solver after all, and um, well, hey, CPW is a place full of problems sometimes. So, you know, yeah, watch the space on that one as well. So, speaking of problems, nice little segue there. So getting <laughs> up with the lingo, you know. Um, yeah, so we had um, yeah, CPW's resident problems. Redacted. Um, this is the newest member of Redacted. Disgrace. Um, Disgrace herself, uh, formerly Grace Lightning. Um, she came out with um, the Redacted boys. Um, and uh, they took, uh, well, she took on Fire Hazard. The debuting Fire Hazard. First but, appearance in CP Dub. Yes. Yes, but Fire Hazard was not alone. Nope. We have the greatest of all the Hazard Brothers, direct from the you know, Hazard Brother training facility. Um, top secret location. We can't divulge where that is, actually. Um, but, yeah, we had the debuting and the youngest member of the Hazard Brothers, Minor Hazard, who, what well, he lacks in height, makes up for... With uh, courage and determination, and well, a lot of character, really. Um, yeah, he came down as manager for Fire Hazard. Um, unfortunately, this was 
this went the way that most redactive matches go. Um, Fire has put up a courageous fight um, and did really, really well. Actually quite impressive with some of the stuff that he was doing. Um, obviously well trained. Um, but unfortunately didn't score the win. Um, Grace Lightning did. I can't remember for the life of me how this match actually ended. Can you remember from, oh, from the yes. footage that you've seen? Uh, no surprises. Interference from Redacted. Uh, and Gray, uh, Disgrace managed to get a pedigree on uh, Fire Hazard. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yep. Pedigree. So, yeah. Or a butterfly um, face but, buster if you want to. Yeah. Um, as Ray Gunn would say, I really, really loved the way that he described the Stone Cold Stunner in the Ron Zero promo. But anyway. Yeah, three-quarter. Uh, three, yeah, three-quarter chin lock. Yeah, reverse chin lock or something. Yeah, jaw here. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, the weird thing about Ray Gunn is he actually does make sense if you listen to him, you know, sometimes, which is really annoying. I'm not going to let him have this one. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm the one that told him that. Oh, here we go. Now we're going to have beef on this. We're going to have to see Sammy G versus Ray Gunn to find out who actually called this one. Probably anyway. He'll be here next week. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. I'm touching wood. Yeah. I I thought this was a wrestling podcast, not a comedy show. Um, (laughs) Ooh. Oh, I hope he listens. Anyway, well, after the match, the, the redacted crew decided, well, they do what they do, normally do. And so they, they wanted to lay the, beat, lay the beat down on, on Fire Hazard. Um, but no, Minor Hazard, he, he had his brother's back. And he came in with a ferocious attack on Bryant. was pounding away on his back. Don't think it had desired effect though. Doesn't quite it's, have the strength yet. No, 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 because Bryant just literally turned around, arms put his length. hand on, on on arm's length onto a little minor hazard's head, um, and and very you know scrappy do esque. Um, that wasn't stopping minor hazard; he was still swinging for the fences. Um, and then Bryant looked to be setting them up for the Viper and pushed them off onto the ropes. Um, but luckily for Minor Hazard, he, he managed to evade that move and dive out of the ring and ran backstage and motioned for a, you know, someone. Okay. Yeah, and out came the other Hazard brothers. The, the two other Hazard brothers, Water Hazard, who was still slightly beaten up, but, but he was still there. And and then Biohazard was there, and they came running out to save their brother. Unfortunately, it didn't work out too well for them either. Um, yeah, not a very good success rate for the Hazards, but hey, they've got tenacity, I guess. Um, tenacity and, and medical insurance, that's all you need. Um, yeah. I think that's no, the, those, most, those... The, yeah, the most amount of Hazards we've had in a ring at once. Yeah, but um, I don't think we've seen the last of the hazards. I don't think we'll ever see the last of the hazards. Um, I think we're almost close to being able to have the Survivor Series team just of hazards. Um, oh, yes. Please, God, book it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, let me let me have a conversation with you off air about that. To remind me. But anyway. Yeah. So redacted left to put uh, a, a bunch of bodies lying in the middle of the room. You know, surprise, surprise. But yeah. But congratulations to disgrace for you know coming back to CPW. Different attitude, but you know, hey, same winning ways. So good on it. I think, kind of, yeah. Now nah, she's redacted. Boo. Um, I was going to say, like, Grace Lightning was was the was the height of elegance and and winning with integrity, and now she's with redacted. So that's all out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I think Jitters has got a bone with bone to pick with her because she's stolen his makeup. Gimmick infringement. Yeah. So. I'm calling it now. We're going to see a Jitters versus Brace Lightning. You know? L- loser leaves a paint match or something like that, you know? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. We'll just have some of those $2 shop face paints on a pole match or something, you know? We'll, we'll come <laughs> up with something. But, yeah. No, and then what match was after that? I'm just... Uh, um, to break the fourth wall here, guys, I'm actually recording this on my phone, which I use to keep my notes on. Um, so, yeah, bear with me. It's been been a week. Is it the one before um, intermission? It is the one before intermission. Harry Williams versus FTG. Who? Oh, sorry. Um, Ooh. Okay, so, yes. Well, we saw that on social media, uh, FTG called out Harry Williams. He, he called out the system, basically. Basically, said that it's people like Harry Williams that are holding people like FTG back. Guys, that, you know, FTG, 12-year veteran of the sport. Yeah, okay, he had a bit of a break, but he's, you know, he's been around. You know, wrestling's always been in his heart. And he's, he's back trying to make a go for it. Um, and, 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 well, let's be honest, Harry Williams just rubs everybody up the wrong way. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, even his mother, who's the, the, the most loveliest lady in the world, I don't think she even likes him very much. But shout out to Harry's mum. Harry's mum's got it going on. <laughs> um, she was also at the show. So, you know, lovely, lovely lady and lovely supporter of CPW. Yeah, she can't choose her offspring, I guess. So, no. Yeah. yeah, she could have. Yeah, but anyway. Um. Yes, this was. This was this was surprisingly good wrestling match. Um, between the two. Um. We know Harry Williams is cocky, he's brash, and he will. Stoop to any level to get a win, but we will get to that. Um, but even FTG, he, he he showed a few moves. He showed that the old dog does have a few moves in his in his little bag of tricks. Um, I especially like the spinning sidewalk slam. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was actually really really impressed by it. Um, what I wasn't impressed with is just the, I wouldn't say blatant, because he, he hit it, 
Um, but the inadvertent low blow while talking to the ref from Harry Williams. Um, he was actually really lucky that connected because I think FTG pretty much was had in the bag. I reckon FTG had him until that. Um, and, you know, there's, there's ways of pulling a low blow, but I don't think he pulled that one with the way that FTG dropped. And we all know FTG is a great actor, but that wasn't acting, buddy. Um, no, no, no. I think um, FTG maybe singing Soprano for his, uh, for his next role. For his next role. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that was, yeah, that was, it was right up there, um, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> Bad choice of words. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, to make matters worse, he probably could have just pushed FTG over and pinned him. But no. He, Harry Williams made a promise. He said he was going to choke the old man out. And that's what he did. With a beautiful rear naked choke, which kind of resembles my rear naked choke, <coughs> Mr. Williams. Um Gimmick infringement, strike two. It's just like, just because I was holding the microphone for the night doesn't mean you can do my moves, you know? The the, the, the 450 splash is, is, is off the table. You can't do that. That's mine. Um, you know, you've got, you got some big Viking guy stealing my choke slams, you know? I'll give him that one because he's a lot bigger than me, but, you know. Um, and to be perfectly honest, this choke is a lot prettier than mine anyway. Um, but, yeah. Harry Williams. If Ray was here, <laughs> he would have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, he thinks everything I do is pretty. He's probably right, but, you know. I was more um, referring to the Vikings choke slams, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. He, 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 I, think the, I think the therapy and the, the talking with counsellors is going well for him, and I think it's, it's suppressing those memories uh, so he can function all like a me functional human being that, that Ray is. Um, day by day. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so Harry Williams choked out FTG and the ref had to stop the match when um, FTG was non-responsive. So, yeah. Not the way that FTG uh, wanted to end the night, but um, like like most, most knockouts or sort of submissions sort of stuff, um, he, he sort of quickly came back around. Um, we later found out that um, Frankie, little FTG, um, and his daughter was at ringside, well, in the, in the crowd, um, and, yeah, ran up, gave him a big, huge hug as he left the ring to make sure Daddy was all right. So that was a nice heartwarming moment. So, yeah, I don't think we've heard the last of FTG and, and Harry Williams. Um I can guarantee we certainly haven't hit last two FTG. Um, so yeah, you know, the quote a wise man with a limp, watch the space. And following that match, there was an intermission. And speaking of intermissions, we will go to a quick break here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks. When we return, more from Nowhere to Run. Let's try that again. Stay tuned. Piao piao. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.
Welcome back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawa 2 People's Radio. Today, Edirangi Onatangata, Omanawa 2, for another Tuesday night. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, all alone in the NPR studio. Uh, but joining me via internet magical magicalness, we do have the Aftershock Heavyweight Champion. He is Mr. CPW. He is the super gun himself, Mr. JK47. Hey, buddy. Um, you're breaking up big time, but I'm still going to start talking and hopefully you're going to hear me. I can hear you. Uh, for those just joining us before the break, we were talking about CPW's Nowhere to Run. Let's try that again, uh, which happened on uh, July 31st. I just realized that in the first half of the show, I was referred to it as being last weekend, but it was actually the weekend before. <sighs> Painkillers, man. Bodies. Yeah. 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 It's certainly, it was the, yeah, definitely July 31st. But a, a week and a half before Jenna Rock was released from NXT. So, All right, you got yours in the first I'm, half. I'm here. I'm, I'm getting mine now. No, I, I, I knew. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm reporting live from the Justice for Jonas headquarters, you know? Well, I'm here so with the Battle Justice for Bray. For battle for Bray. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just call it how it is. Yeah. WWE gone and messed up big time. I was going to drop an F-bomb and it would have been justified, but I'm... I'm a good man. I'm not going to do it on the radio. You are, you are, you are a good man. But I, I have to completely f and agree with you. Um, you can, yeah. It just, it just, oh, it, it, it grinds my gears. Um, to steal a phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be, to be honest, like everybody's seen the the Facebook trolling and and everything like that, where they people say that Vince McMahon. Um, doesn't want anyone else to run his company, so he's going to run into the ground before he goes. And and you know we all know it's clickbait. We all know it's not true. But really, is it? Because you look sometimes that that man makes some really weird decisions, and and, and I don't know if he's the one behind it. But damn, um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to 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 realize some of the names that were that have been dropped. You know what? Um, I heard. I mean, it was like a hundred people have been dropped since 2020. Yeah, from WWE. There was a whole bunch during, uh, well, just after the pandemic started, really. Mm. Um, Yeah, and that that, that's kind of understandable, you know. Um, But you can't help but see the argument of some people: why have the big names, the big multi-million-dollar contracts? For one person, or you know, two or three people, when that same amount of salary could pay twenty guys in NXT, you know, jo- Jonah Rock, you can't tell me he was on a million dollar salary, you know, um, you can't tell me, you know, I, I, I legitimately have no idea what a WWE contract would, but come on, you know, it's 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 frustrating because especially coming from my point of view with CPW, is my our, our philosophy, as you know, because you're the general manager, is nurturing the growth and, and, and bringing up the new up-and-coming guys. Yes, you've got to have some of the big-name guys here as well for them to get you know, get the rub off and stuff like that. But you've got to look at the future, you know, and it just, it, it's just... I, I had the pleasure of meeting Jonah Rock um, at a show in Pyro. 
and he is probably one of the most nicest, humblest guys around. Um, and not only that, he is legitimately one of the most talented guys I've ever seen, one, one of the most big guys around. And that's I, I don't understand. But, um, yeah, and then, like, Bray Wyatt, like you were saying, Bray Wyatt has been handcuffed this whole WWE run. Um, and when he when you they give him a little bit of the ball and he runs with it and it works really really well. But then the WWE way is to screw it up, you know. And I'm a WWE guy through and through. But it's just that they're making it harder against the wall. They are making it yeah. harder. You know, um, I was saying to you before the show, uh, I was listening to the Talking Shop podcast. And, um, you know, Machine Gun, you know, Carl Anderson. Hey, here's another name. Um, he was talking about um, Impact. And the way that he was talking about Impact made me actually think, shivers, I should probably, you know, check, that out, check this out a bit more than I do. Um, yeah, and it's, it's because it's, I don't, I don't know whether it's because there's no real war now between the, the companies or whatever, but. WWE, instead of trying to keep people interested and attract more new talent or new viewers to the shows, it's like their intent to just drive everybody away. Um, you know, it's it's I, I don't get it. You know, um, you know, just even some of those names that were listed in the in the recent NXT drop-offs. Just, yeah. The three that the, stood the, out to the me the most that's... were Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, and Mercedes Martinez, who yeah, were all high-profile like... NXT names. Just gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it's think of it from a business point of view. You know, it used to be Vince kept people under contract so nobody else could get them. That's the reason why the Legends deal was originally came out with. Was so a Hulk Hogan and stuff like that couldn't go to another, comp- you know, the rival competition, and that's why when NXT first started, they were when they got the big performance center, they were going around the world and they were picking at every talent they could, and they were signing to all these deals to keep them there, you know, so nobody else could get them, and now they're just racing them, you know, um, what are they supposed to do? These guys are restless. They're trying to do the specific thing in their life. This is the skills that they've got and, and they excel it because they wouldn't be at NXT. And if you take that platform off them, well, it's going to go find somewhere else. And so Bronson Reed, Jonah Rock, whatever, goes over to AEW, goes to Impact. Suddenly becomes their big, huge star. Well, that's somebody that, you know, WWE had. That's something they could have done, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just. I've I've just become that guy, because yeah. Uh, as an example, uh, you know, WWE let Drew Galloway, uh, Drew McIntyre go. Mm. He went off and did the Impact thing. He went back into the Indies in the UK, remade his name, got himself reestablished, came back with a different kind of mindset, and. That ended up working out for him. So, mm. 
This this could yeah, be like yeah, an no. opportunity to like go off and dare I say it, see the world, get a bit more experience yeah, but, under the belt. And... But in but in saying that, and and you know, Drew's freely admitted that he wasn't in the right space in the time chosen one run. You know, he had to go off and do the other stuff to to become the person that he is now and become Drew Galloway. You know, or McIntyre, I should say. Not trivially, um, but yeah, okay. So, so maybe, maybe so. Um, but really, Bobby Fish is going to go out and see the world. You know, the guy's been around a couple of times. You know, um, Jonah, Jonah, you know, Jonah Rocks wrestled UK. He's wrestled Japan. You know, Australia. You know, he, he, yeah. I don't know. I. You know, we never, nobody ever knows what's really going on behind the scenes here, you know? Um, it's all an elaborate man. plan so that everyone can talk about WWE to them, like, hey, what's it like? And everyone's like, hey, it's great. But, you know, it just didn't work out this yeah. time. And then everyone else gets contracts. Yeah, but uh, just, it's like, uh, you remember when, like, the first wave and came out and everybody was doing the, um, you know, the, 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 the thinking, the WWE thing, and then everybody was coming out going, why are you thinking them? Well, they fired you. You know, don't thank them, you know. And it's like, yes, okay, thank them for the opportunities because, you know, nobody is guaranteed wrestling, you know. You have to earn your spot every day. And, and so, you know, it comes with the territory. Everybody knows if you get into the ring, something could happen, you get injured, some, you know, creative could change or whatever, and, and it just happens. So no one's guaranteed to be the next big superstar or guaranteed to be there for the next 20 years. But, yeah, it just, it just seems like an over overwhelming sense that WWE is just got self-sabotaging, you know? Yeah. For, for frick's sake, Alistair Black. Malachi Black now. Yeah, so I know, but they took him off TV. They then gave him this awesome Character to come reboot, yep. you know, that had the internet buzzing and then went wow yep and the idiots didn't even look into the contract because they're oh shit he didn't ever um it's like it's like one okay you're gonna get rid of somebody you make sure you've got all these checks and balances and all the boxes ticked you know one the person hiring that you know should have been done for that you know big they should be dragged over the coals sitting in front of John Laronitis getting the, you know, people power talk um, <laughs> or whatever. It's, uh, it's just uh, they built him up and then gave him away. And yes, okay, so Malachi Black now, but he's now going to have – it's going to be way better for him, and I'll freely admit that because he will have creative freedom. You can look at AEW and stuff like that, for instance. The guys do have a lot more creative freedom to do what they do. Everybody knows WWE is – Structured way and highway. formatted, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yes, creatively it, it could, but especially when like WWE are making bucket loads of money, you know, it's not like they are losing money left, right and centre, you know. They've, they've weathered the storm of COVID, you know. They lost all those live event show revenue and everything like that. Um, they still got advertising. They still got syndication. They yeah. still got yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's just 
think WWE needs to come out with, and it's none of their business, none of our business, I guess. We're just fans. We don't, you know, need to know the ins and outs. But it would be nice to know what the rationale behind it was, because sometimes, you know, you somebody can say say something and you can completely disagree until they give you their point of view, and then you go, well, that actually makes sense. And if, like you say, if it is a a Galloway situation, and they can tie a situation where they want them to go out and grow and then come back, then that's fine. You know, that you can understand that. But it's just, I don't know, wrestling's a weird thing. Um, you know, it's not like, um, you know, really, really bad reference here, but it's not like we go, well, hey, we haven't seen Grandpa Simpson in the last six episodes. Uh, where's he gone, you know? Um Where's the bumblebee man gone? You know, it's where's no a pool? other. Where's a pool? Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's no other form of entertainment. Do people get so caught up about backstage? Um, I heard an interview one time with um, Edge on it, and he was referring pretty much the same conversation. That hey, if he turns up to a movie or a TV program, and in the script it says his character must die. You know, nobody goes, hang on a minute, why did he die? You know, why are they getting rid of this guy? You know, but only in wrestling do we do this. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's fascinating, but still mind-bendingly perplexing why WWE do some of the stuff they do. Um, it's a little bit off-topic for our show, but, you know. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a living form again, of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, because like the characters just, don't just they they don't stop aging. They're still growing up with us, yeah. and they're still like, ah, oh, this is totally breaking fourth wall stuff. But I think I had this argument with uh, Ronald and Dan like sometime during the early days <laughs> of PBNH. But like the three layers of character that I kind of give to wrestling. Yeah. So there's the character that we see on TV. The character that we see in like backstage interviews and media and stuff. And then there's them, the person. So there's, for example, Chris Jericho, the wrestler, Chris Jericho, the persona, and then Chris Irvine, the person. Yeah. Or yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that's the weird thing because when, when do you think the last time somebody went up to Arnold Schwarzenegger and had a go at him about being an evil Terminator, you know? Um, or the last time somebody went up to Leonard Nimoy before he passed away, of course, and, you know, asked him what it was like on Vulcan growing up. Um, you know, it's, it's with the WWE and the, or the wrestling in general. It's people, they get so invested in wrestling that they they feel a need to know everything behind the scenes. And, and hey, we just did the exact same thing because we We're need to know why. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's fascinating from a psychological sort of profiling type way. Um, I think if we had um, young Miss Rude in this, into this, this discussion, she would have some incredible insights into it. <laughs> I'll tell her to listen you know, to this but, one, like if yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell her to call in next week. Um, but yeah, I just that's yeah. It's just it's just it's just frustrating. I, I don't know why, you know. 
would be like, I don't know, like to use the, the movie references and stuff like that, it would be like you, you go to watch an Avengers movie and then they get rid of Captain America and, and you know. Well, it's, I was going to say Iron Man, but... Yeah. Spoilers! But too soon. Um, <laughs> I don't feel I don't so good, I mean. Mr. It's, it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just what, you know, it's just... With NXT, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of some of your main characters, ones that you're building up. WWE seems to do it all the time. And, yeah, I don't know. Braun Strowman was another recently oh, I, released one. Yeah, I like... Okay, so Braun Strowman, it came, well, again, internet, you know, social media talk, which is always 100% factual, mm-hmm. as, as everybody knows. You know. Um, but, you know, you hear, hear the story about well, Braun Strowman, he got signed to this big multi-million dollar contract, and they got rid of him, so they, you know, because it, it was they had a big plan for him, and fans changed. Um, and, and they were still stuck paying him this big thing. Well, I'm sorry. That's your boo-boo from business, you know. Um, you, you you signed the guy to the deal, um, you know. Years ago, there was story. You no, know, no, when Bret Hart, um, just before some little screwjob thing that had Vince McMahon went, had made this massive deal with Bret Hart, and then went back to him and said, "Look, I can't honor this deal. So if you can get the same deal or a better deal than I can offer you, then WCW take it, you know." Um, but at the time, the business was in the toilet, and, and he legitimately couldn't afford it, you know. Um, okay, then he went out and signed a whole bunch of big names, but anyway, you know, it's a clear pattern here. Um, but there's no, from an outside's point of view, looking into the WWE, there's no reason why they need to be doing such major cutback, you know. Um, yeah, everybody's talking about the Adam Cole thing. But it's his million dollar deal that's that that's causing all these people to get ranked. It's not, you know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, WWE made that much money, a million dollar deal is nothing. Um, you know, but still. Um, they make that they in an ad break, so. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would be the reason behind it, but it's just, it, it's not like they, the people aren't getting enough airtime because there is literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of WWE content. Yeah. Um, and especially, especially at NXT where they actually pay people to go and train. You know, why, why, why get rid of them when, you know, take them off TV for six weeks, you know, do rotating shifts basically, you know, but I don't know. It's, I'm not in their shoes. I guess I don't know the whole backstory behind it, but it's just, it just grinds my gears. When it comes to the big players, we're just fans. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hey, if Jonah ends up back in Australia and CPW can afford to get him over here. Oh, we're wow. faxing a contract straight away. Yeah. 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 That, that would be me getting Hogan, put it that way. Yeah. So. No, it's, Wait, it's, is that coming out of my contract? Like, is, it, is, is that going to affect my paycheck yeah. if he comes in? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, your your non non appearance at the last show probably has affected your pay cut more. You know, your pay structure more than the Jonah Rock deal. Uh, I see how it is. Yeah. I see how much CPW yeah. cares you know about the, the welfare of its talent. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, you know those zeros that we were talking about previously with the Jonah Rock deal. Well, yep. I'm taking a bunch of zeros off the front of yours. So. No, no, but it's, I, I, and you know they're all gonna they're all gonna do really really well no matter what you know. Um, I think the the wrestling landscape is a really weird one at the moment because the the blooms kind of gone off the rose of AEW. Um, you know, eighteen months ago it was the greatest thing ever. You know, twelve months ago you know, whatever it was the next big thing. But now it's it's still really great. Don't get me wrong. But I was one of the first to jump not, off the bandwagon, though. It was, it, it just, it's, it, it's, it's been quoted as being WCW light, and and you can probably make a pretty fair argument about that. Um, Impact is actually doing really, really well. You know, this this deal they've got with New Japan, and yes, they they're working with AEW as well. The forbidden doors are opening again. Yeah, it's quite funny how maybe all these different companies working together for the betterment of the sport in general. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Uh, hmm. Shout out to Mitchell. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, look, uh, and, and especially now with the, the states opening up a bit more because of the, all the COVID vaccines and, and, and sort of the COVID stuff sort of slowly, slowly going away, you know, you're going to have stuff like Ring of Honor opening back up. You're going to have the NWA, you know, popping back up. You're going to have all these places now going to pop back up, and then you're going to have these names that used to be in NXT are now going to be in the market. You know, so the possibilities of, you know, can you imagine the first Battle of Los Angeles back? You know, with <laughs> some of these names that are around um, and, and guys that haven't had that good, that big fight feel for a while, you know. Um, it, it's got to be good. Mm. I still don't understand the logic, but hey, you know, it, you play the cards you get dealt, I guess. And some of them will pop back up again in WWE. Yeah, yeah, and and they will. But I think the problem is that sometimes WWE still believe that they're the only player in the game. They may be the biggest player in the game. But they're not the only player, you know. Um, you look at Zack Ryder, you know, the guy that you know many considered a joke in the WWE, and is just a gimmick wrestler and couldn't really do anything. You know. Just got on to Didn't be like just... King of the Death Match. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Look, if 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 anybody or well, the listeners get a chance, um, go to Jonah Rock's Facebook page, and and I'm sorry for plugging Jonah all the time. But go to his Facebook page and he put up a really, really cool thank you video, I guess. Um, and he pretty much sums it right up. Yeah, he's, he's, he basically turns around and says that, hey, well, one door closes, another one opens. And, and, you know, he's got a thousand doors he can kick in. So, you know, he, he, he's not going to be unemployed. He's, he's not going to give up on wrestling or anything like that. These, these guys that have been released are going to go out there. You know, with a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to make a bloody name for themselves. And then they're going to turn around and pull the big middle finger onto the, the WWE. And, you know, this and is what it is. You put it down when the zeros come back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Gallows and Anderson did the same thing with their, 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 with their release. Um, they moped around for a little bit, and then 
um, shut off to do their own stuff. Um, um, picked up by Impact. Yeah, and then they they did their um, um, talking shop in Mania. Um, they did the satire um, pay-per-views, which are bloody hilarious if everybody's seen it. Uh, due to being on radio, I can't actually tell you too much about them. <laughs> um, but for obvious reasons, if you've seen them. Um, but they got the creative freedom to do what they want. So, yeah, I guess it's the way you look at things, you know. WWE is not the end of the world, and it's not the be or end all, so... We'll, we'll see them again. Uh, we have quickly run out of time on this episode of PBNH. Uh, we realize that we've missed the last half of the card of CPW Know It Runs, so we'll pick up on that one okay. next week. Yes, and, and we'll, we will try and encourage the the third wheel of this podcast, so to speak, um, to show up because he's quite instrumental in, in one of the last matches. So, Ray, if you're out there, you have to be here next week to save the show because we just went on the big man tangent and blew the format. So, Ray, 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 Ray. Gun, 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 gun. Uh, if not, we'll just get zero. That ain't a bad idea, actually. I know he's keen to yeah. jump on. Yeah. And I know another certain uh, member of a certain stable is also keen to jump in. Haven't forgotten you, buddy. Uh, yeah, the the list is growing. He's, once not again. One, he's not one I would have chosen. Hmm? He's not one I would have chosen. I see what you did there. Da soon. Uh, so yes, if you have missed any episodes of PBNH over the last six months, you can catch them at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash PBNH show. Uh, we're also on Spotify. We are also on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Triple Nine AM, you can listen to the Wrestling Roundup immediately following PBNH from 11 PM. Uh, otherwise, that is also on the uh, accessmedia.nz app where you can also find the wrestling roundup massive congratulations to Will Power on becoming the new SPW heavyweight champion uh, we may talk about that on next week's show too uh, otherwise go and check out Wrestle Cafe for Radio Southland I have no doubt that they would have talked about it this week uh, otherwise oh, yeah. we'll be back here from 10pm next Tuesday night thank you for joining us and for giving us two weeks off uh, we're back, and uh, yeah, hashtag watch this space. Yeah. I'm not going to say PLPL. He doesn't deserve it. You're I'll Ray. say PLPL next week when he turns up. That's fair. So over there, I'll say zero, boy. Tune in next week and find out which one I say. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>